Welcome, welcome to the Bro CR Supercast. Basically, a super cool podcast. See what we did there? <laughs> we discuss all things obstacle course racing, culture, and community that embodies it. From performing athletes, flashy new gear, and secret guacamole recipes. Yummy. We've got you covered, bro. Do you have questions? We want to find answers. Want to talk about running in the mud and your next big adventure? Cool. So do we. Now let's lace up those trail kicks and jump in the corral. The Supercast. The Supercast starts now. It's your average Tuesday morning. <laughs> Good morning. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to the Supercast. I'm Leah Hensley. And I'm Jacob Bosecker. How's life, Leah? Um, It's going. It's good. It's, I guess, winding down. I had a pretty busy weekend this past weekend, so kind of chilling. It's a gross and rainy day down here in Georgia. How about you? It's going to be a gross and rainy day here in Indiana tomorrow. It's going to be overcast, I believe, all day, though. Yeah, it's kind of where we're at. It's overcast and yucky and just, you know, the perfect stay in bed day. Absolutely. So what's new? What's new in the world? You had a busy weekend. You were racing this weekend. I did. I had back to back races this past weekend. Um, Saturday, I got to wait partake. before before we before we go into before we go into. Oh, our yep. I'm going to a warning to all of our fans and our, our friends and our followers out here. This is kind of like a like there's not a lot going on right now, Leah. Well, yeah, I mean, everything's kind of winding down. We're now kind of entering the official off season that we've kind of had unofficially since March. So, um, <laughs> you know, we'll be winding down. Um, but before we get into things, just to let you guys know, as always, this episode is brought to you by Vanga CBD. Uh, Vanga is the highest quality CBD out there made by endurance athletes for endurance athletes, guaranteed WADA safe. Um, they have four awesome products on the line right now, gel caps, gummies, balm, and the newest release of the energy drink. You can check them out on VangaCBD.com and save 15% off with BroCR. You know, I think one of the best things I like about Vanga is the amount of sleep you get because you had a little coma this weekend and had like <laughs> six did. hours of REM sleep. Yeah. So that was two weekends ago. And then this past okay. weekend I did it again. Um, with like 10 and a half hours and there was like five hours of REM. It's so um, stupid. It's so stupid. I know. Yeah. It's um, so I, funny. I got so many messages after that last screenshot of my, my Garmin sleep data. It's for real y'all. Check it I, out. Yeah. And I was actually blown away too, because I had like Saturday had a really long day. I had a crazy day Saturday and we'll get into that. But I actually had, I had a, my average like eight and a half hour sleep. And four, over four hours of REM sleep that night. Nice. And nice. I was just like, I, and my, my recovery was not that great according to my Garmin, but still like right. I had four hours of REM sleep. I was like, well, yeah. holy smokes. And check them out guys. VengaCBD.com. Absolutely. Without further ado, Leah, how was yeah. your weekend? What's going yeah. on in the world of OCR? Because there's not a lot, but there is stuff going on. And there that's is what we're talk about this week. Still some stuff going episode. on. Um, so in in the world of OCR this past weekend, there was a Conquer the Gauntlet race. Um, that was this past driven. weekend. Yes, oh, but no, I did driven. Yeah, so I did the driven event. So okay. those of you guys, what's the difference? 
Well, so Green Beret Challenge is the original name of the company ran by Mark Ballas. Those of you guys who participated in the original um, NORAM as well as one of the world championships um, and have ever experienced a yoke carry, um, those were brought to us in the sport by Mark Ballas. Um, So he was the founder of the Green Beret um, Challenge, and it has since been rebranded renamed as driven so i participated in a driven event this past weekend which was officially the last commando version um so what makes this brand special if you guys have not participated in a mark ballas event um mark ballas is a green beret and so his events while ocr um family they are also a lot more military focused um and so he has several different kinds of races um and he's expanded the line going into 2020 for example there's a ruck race like a ruck carry one there's um a lot of team challenges individual challenges so the one that i did was called the commando um which is typically I did go commando this weekend. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> so typically it's a four man or girl, whatever, challenge. Um, and so the event is marketed as the eightest or the eight toughest or grueling miles on the planet. And it ain't no joke. <laughs> okay. So I didn't do the team version this time. I've done it in the past, but this past weekend I did the individual challenge. Um, so there's not obstacles per se, other than like nature's obstacles, but there are, um, endurance events is what he calls them. And basically along the route are just beat your ass down, heavy carries, drags, whatever the case may be. So in this instance, it was eight miles and of the eight, I would say at least at least four and a half to five of them were straight up just heavy shit. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so that was fun. So I competed as an individual, ended up in third place for that event. And then on Sunday, I was asked to do a marathon relay with some girls from the CrossFit gym I go to. Yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah, that? so that was fun. Um, my legs were not having fun after Mark's beat down on Saturday. Um, but it was it was great. The marathon, 26 miles, was cut down into four legs. Um, and so we as a team came in second place overall and the first okay. place all girls. There you go. So, That's yeah, great. It, was, it was a good weekend. And now it's recovery. Just sitting here licking your wounds a little bit. Right. What about you? What did you do this weekend? Uh, you know, Friday. So Friday was my last day of 75 hard. Yes, um, I know. Super proud of you. Good job. Got it done. Yeah. And we're going to have a subsequent episode because we had your episode on 75 hard. Yeah. I want yep. an episode on 75 hard. Of I course. Wanna, I want to talk about what I learned and how many books I read because I've been plowing books again. Yeah. It's such an individual experience and, and that's what makes that program so great. So yes, we will, we will cover there, that. There's, there's good and there's, there's debatable, I would say. <laughs> okay. Hard. Well, stay tuned. Cause that'll be a good episode then. But then Saturday morning I went out and okay. 
Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna talk about OCR stars here in a second. <laughs> we're gonna talk about that. But mm-hmm. Saturday morning, mm-hmm. I woke up and I've just been getting stuff done. That was one mm-hmm. of the big things with 75 Hard that I mm-hmm. I missed, and I kind of posted about it. And thank you for everybody that you know sent me some love about that. Mm-hmm. I missed this Jacob Bosecker that was used to just getting out and getting shit done. Mm-hmm. I just before meningitis, I feel like meningitis really kind of like put this damper on me where I was beforehand I was in this constant flux of just go go get it done get it done mm-hmm. get this done mm-hmm. get that done and if anybody knows me like for from my early days in OCR I was just a ball of pure adrenaline and energy getting mm-hmm. shit done making mm-hmm. videos left and right um, every day putting out new stuff and I lost that somewhere here in the past like that uh, year mm-hmm. and it partially to meningitis, I think, partially to COVID, partially to rhabdo. And so anyway, I woke up Saturday morning and just getting stuff done, um, mm-hmm. just plowing stuff, just getting shit done. And I was like, I'm just going to go out to Laura Hare. And so I established this this uh, five mile track at one of my favorite um, land preserves here in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like 300 acres, five miles, gorgeous area. And I was like, I'm going to make like 800 gain, 800, somewhere between that, a thousand ish. Awesome track here. And I made it a loop. I went and got the fastest time in 42 minutes. Somebody came and beat me and did it under 40. Mm. Um, and I was like, okay, that's cool. A guy from Indianapolis, uh, Carter is his name. Good guy, mm-hmm. fast dude. And I sat there and thought to myself Saturday morning, you know what? I just got off 75 hard. I'm going to go throw down. Did in 39. Um, okay. And I've got the FKT on it again. But, like, being able to go out there and throw down and do that, mm-hmm. man, it felt good. Mm-hmm. Man, it felt good. And then I did a second lap for fun. So, okay. <laughs> um, but it's a hairy, hairy area back there to climb. Right. A lot of switchbacks. Right. So pretty day okay. here in Indiana. It's been, like, 75, 80 the past few days here. So oh, wow. unnecessarily warm. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of my weekend. Okay. Well, we kind of touched on it last week, and you just mentioned it again, but let's dive into the shit show that's OCR Stars. You're calling it a shit show. I'm calling it a shit show. You're calling it Hunter's shit show. You're calling it, you're calling your, the guy who's putting your training together, you're calling him a shit show. I'm him not a calling shit show him or the a stars shit show. A shit show. Okay. No, no, I'm not calling him a shit show. I'm calling. He's running a shit show. This program, <laughs> yes. You know, and like I said, you know, we 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 briefly kind of talked right. about this last week, and as we are more underway, I'm just I'm just disappointed because That's I that place you like to eat with, with all the goofy shit on the wall, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just disappointed because I feel like. This had the potential to be so much more than it it is in reality. And I think that that's where it's frustrating because we could see in the advertisements and the promotion of what it was going to be and the backing and the support that it was gaining that, you know, we had really high hopes for it. But we had a smell for it. But now I'm just so disenchanted by it. Yeah, it's – so here's the thing. It's like the scoring is – they finally <laughs> made up. showed the scoring. Well, no, mm-hmm. the scoring is not made up. It's – it's. It, I was kind of griping about it a little bit last night. So, Leah, were you on a track team 
I was not on a track team. Okay, I was on a track team. And I had heard before, you know, we, we've never seen really, like, how the scoring was going to break down. Except right. Hunter was like, well, it's going to be like track scoring. Right. That's what I had heard before. But yes, never, same. we've not seen points. We've not seen. Um, Correct. So traditionally in a track meet, if let's say you've got a dual meet. Two schools, okay. two or three schools going together in a high school meet, right? Okay. Um, the best example I always think of was uh, I went to school at a. Uh, high school at a place called South Knox uh, High School. Okay. Our rivals, North Knox High School. Really okay. technical here. Um, right, right. So if, if you had a dual, if you had a dual track meet, right? Okay. They and sometimes it's different for if you got more schools in there, but there would be a point system. Okay. Traditionally, first place is three points, second place is two points, third place is one point. At the end of the day, whichever school has the most points at the end of the day through all the track and field events. Right. Highest score wins. Highest score wins. Now, okay. this could be this could be a variety of different things. So it, here's the thing. We always would joke about going over to Illinois, mm-hmm. and you would have the triple jump. Okay. Are you familiar with the triple jump? I am. Okay. That was not a big thing in Indiana. A lot of our meets didn't necessarily have a triple jump. Okay. But if you went over to Illinois, you had to find somebody on your team that could triple jump. For an extra event. Gotcha. For an extra event. Um, if you heard about a school having pole vault, like my school, I was our right. top pole vaulter. Okay. You suddenly either had to get some people together to pole vault, mm-hmm. or you had to forfeit six points. Gotcha. Okay. So it's a little tricky there with, with the scoring. Okay. Now, the way Hunter's now scoring this thing is top down. First place gets a point. Second okay. place gets two points. Third place gets three points. Okay. So it's not who gets the most points, it's who gets the least points. So it's golf scoring instead So it's golf scoring. Track scoring. Okay. So it looks a little different than what we've heard. Um, that's okay. going to be a reoccurring theme here. So each, um, right. So each event is going to be top to bottom based on whatever that is scored, time mm-hmm. or whatever, and then just one to whatever is competing. Yep. One to gotcha. one. Gotcha. Okay. So cool, whatever. Um, so we first heard, here's the thing. So we've got a rule book on the site. Yes. We've got rules on competition quarter where you submit your scores. Right. And now we've got Hunter, uh, doing live streams and making videos on his Instagram profile for it. Right. Saying rule change. <laughs> right. Because he can't so, get to the guy that can update a computer. Right. So event um, number one was the, the mile time trial. Oh <laughs> right. Event number one is a mile time trial, and we were told that the scores had to be submitted by Friday. Um, by Friday, and that it needed to be done on a track for laps. It needed to be done with Strava, and you were expected to upload mm-hmm. your Strava score. You did not have to video it unless if you are a man going under five minutes or a woman going under going 5.30. Under 30. Yep, 5.30. That's what we were told, and so... On we go, the event starts, people are doing their thing, and lo and behold, here comes Friday, and ta-da, rule change. We're extending the, the, the deadline. I think they extended it Saturday, I'm not sure. But then also, like, mm-hmm. things changed in that, and then there was, like, you had to upload your Strava, then you had to upload a video, and then it was mm-hmm. like, don't upload your video, link your video, so you have to have a YouTube account. Right, right. Like, so, or YouTube, or I guess, I guess you could throw it onto Dropbox or Google Drive and send a link to that if you made it public, but. Right, right. Um, 
What? But and then the thing is, too, is people were asked for videos who did not break those predetermined thresholds. Yeah, I didn't uh, break. I didn't break five. I didn't break five minutes. I can say that right now. Right. I ran a 533. Right. But um, you were expected to put a video. But I was expected to put a video. And I, but I so wasn't if even gonna, you ran your mile time trial. Yeah, if you ran your mile time trial as expected the first time without your video because you didn't think you needed it, then what happens? Yeah, I, we don't know. And here's the thing. We don't even know why we're posting the videos anymore because we don't even know, like, what the prize purses are out there. Right. Oh, and P.S., now you have until Sunday to do it. Yeah, well, no, it was Monday. It eventually became Monday. <laughs> it's crazy. It became crazy. Monday because I, cause I was like, after I got done with my Laura Hare lap, I was considering running a second time trial. Mm-hmm. It's like, maybe I'll do it. And I went out to Laura Hare. I'm like, you know what? That was more fun than that stupid mile. Like, right, right. And I guess here's the thing, though. So I started, and now I'll get back to that here in a second. But I was relieved. And then good old buddy Kevin Gregory, Bubbles the Clown, mm-hmm. if you know him, mm-hmm. uh, messages mm-hmm. me. He's like, what the hell's going on on this? I'm like, I don't know, right. but I'm putting you as my judge on this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but. Well, now you have until Monday. But the problem is, is that it's not being communicated. Like, if you just don't happen to check an Instagram story. There's no emails going out? Yeah. No. There needs to be emails. There needs to be communication. Right. But, like, let's let's make it through Instagram because that is obviously the best way to go. And at that point, it looks like you're just trying to, like – Grow up Instagram platform. Yeah. I like, just, you're not even I trying to make an event. I it could have been it, so much more, like, just professional, I guess, is the word. And here's the thing. There's money here now. Well, yeah. Be, well, we don't know how much, but, yes. I, the whole I, premise I know already of this, there's I, – I can tell you right now in my age bracket, there's 150 people, and that's 30 bucks a pop. Right. Yeah. I mean, we don't know what the prize purses are yet. We know that there's something coming. You know, we're now in week two, which is the gripper chipper challenge, which, again, another rule change in the released rule book. It had talked about a 16 minute time cap to get the workout done. Nope. Changed. It's now 10 minutes. And the only way people know is if they saw the story. Yep. Because we can't get somebody on a computer to update it. Right. It's just can't update that Wix know. platform, baby. Right. And we They're already talked about my, my thoughts on uh. what the actual workout is. So it's just I don't know. I mean, obviously, yes, I'm going to give him some leeway in the sense that this is a first time event and this is the first time he's leading an event. And, you know, here's I my get two it. cents. Here's my two yeah. cents. How many OCR races have you ran in under 15 minutes. Uh, the one, none. <laughs> none. Okay. So, gripper chipper is a 10 minute time cap. Right. The mile time trial. Hopefully, you're doing a mile in under 15 minutes. <laughs> well, I would think so. Yes. Um, and then realistically, the Burpee Mountain is 16 minute time cap. Right. At for at now. The end. <laughs> and then you run a 10k. Right. I've never like that's. That's not OCR. No, it's not at all. That's not even like workouts around OCR. No. Though, and that was my complaint last week and yeah. why I decided that my $30 entry fee was just going to become a donation because I just don't feel like this is truly applicable 
to OCR. And I think that there were so many other options. It's a cool, it, if, if you want to do a challenge like this, yeah, let's, let's do a challenge like this. Sure, but, but don't, don't call it OCR. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's like OCR adjacent. Like it's like calling an American Ninja Warrior. Well, this is an obstacle course race. Right. Right. <laughs> like, well, right. it's more of a ninja comp. Yeah. I mean, we know that we love our fitness challenges. I mean, deck approves at high rocks, all these online challenges. Like we know we like this kind of stuff. And I think maybe that's kind of where I'm just stuck because it's just not OCR, you know, it's just, it's different. And, you know, if that's your wheelhouse and, you know, whatever, there's going to be people out there who love it and who do really well at it. But I don't think our top OCR stars are going to do amazing at it just because they're OCR stars. They're going to do great at it because they're, they're fast. fit athletes. Yeah, I think, I think that's really fair. Speaking of other virtual challenges, yeah, though, yeah. So we we yep. we've we've drugged that through the road. We're gonna see what happens here in the next <laughs> few weeks. Yeah, um, yeah. Good, but here's the thing: everybody that's going out and doing the gripper chipper workout this week, congratulations. Work hard, get it. And Absolutely. I'm still trying to decide if I'm gonna do it or not because like I'm at 40th place right now with my 5:33. Yeah. And like I'm like, why do I beat that up when I could go to Laura Hare and have another really good time and, and yeah, knock out some King of the Mountains that are really fun. Anyway. Yeah, I I imagine the participation is going to go down week by week based upon placement. So we'll see. We're, al- we're already pushing out timelines to to upload times just so we can get more people in there. I'll just right. say that. So right. it, it, if that colors it in for anything, that that's right. all I got to say. Yeah. Anyway, over the weekend, we had two other virtual competitions going on. The Trifecta World Championship. Leah. Yes. Did you care? No. <laughs> No, exactly. No. I mean, um, I saw the post about to do it. your lunges and your squat, you know, the, the movements you were supposed to do so many rounds, like whatever. Yeah. You, you got a cool t-shirt if you paid him some money. Good job, guys. Doing a workout. Doing a workout. This weekend. Trifecta um, world, virtual trifecta <laughs> world championship. Just right. like the world's biggest virtual race or the biggest whatever. whatever. <laughs> um, go Spartan Roo. Um, right. But there was a cool other event for the yep. community, and that would yep. be Virtual World's Toughest Mudder Quarantine Edition. Yeah. So stuff. World's Toughest Mudder this year, 2020, was supposed to find us for the first time in Dallas, Texas. Um, having been happen. in New Jersey, then Vegas, then Atlanta, we were supposed to go to Dallas and cancel like everything else. And they put together a virtual challenge. Um you know, I have to say, having followed some athletes and followed it over the weekend, the coolest part about it for me had nothing to do with the actual race or the rules or the whatever. It yeah. was just really cool to see several key locations across the country where people came together for to an it. event together. You know, like yeah, King's Compound her- out in California mm-hmm. had a big group there was a group here and um outside of nashville that got together um there's one in virginia so just they still made the most of it by doing this virtual event but incorporating the community so that was really cool to see it is a good thing it's a great thing and like more than anything i think that's what people are missing right now is that camaraderie yep um the ability to get with your friends and you know go do some goofy stuff i think that's just such a special thing um so Congratulations to the winners of the uh, World's Toughest Mudder Lockdown Edition for the men. Top 
three all broke 100 miles. That's um, awesome. First place, Matthew Hansen with 110. Second and third were Joe Zach and Joe Perry, both with 100 miles. That's great. Um, yeah, so that's awesome. And then for the women's side, we've got first place, Tasha McCracken with 90. And then second and third both had 85, separated by time, with second going to Louise Markham and third going to Samantha Mazanove. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. Um Congratulations to everybody putting out yeah. the mileage. That's great. Good job. There was a decent number of participants listed and some yeah. serious miles happened. So I want to give a quick Good. shout out. Well, I'm going to save her for community kudos this week. Okay. I'm, there I'm you definitely going to save my kudos for this week. Um, put my kudos in the kudos bank. But, <laughs> so uh, um, world's toughest and tough mutter events for 2020 are now officially done, I believe. That is um, correct. And we're moving still. Yeah, yeah, they'll sell little things, but World's Toughest typically caps it off, and then it's all eyes to 2021. Which, speaking of 2021, we've yeah. got a venue. We do. So I think people were, a lot of people were assuming it was going to go to Dallas because everything was secured for it to go to Dallas, and we never got to go to Dallas. Then you had some old people. Um, some original people, myself included, thinking, oh, maybe we would go back to Jersey or maybe even go back to Vegas. Um, but the announcement came out this past weekend. Yeah. So going this, back to Nevada, we're going back to Nevada, but not Las Vegas. We're going to use the um, property that Joe has DeSena has been using for the past couple of years out in Laughlin, Nevada. Um, the past couple of years, the kids world championships for Spartan, as well as the, um, para Spartan championships mm -hmm. have been in Laughlin. Um, and so that's where world's toughest mutter 2021 is going to be. It's about 45 minutes. I'm hearing from McCarran airport. Um, so it's, it's, it's not Vegas, Vegas, but it's. Vegas-ish area. Supposedly, the venue itself is like across the street, is what they're saying, from the strip that's there with casinos and restaurants and all that That'd good stuff. That'd be cool to see. So, yeah, sounds like it's going to be a good event. Um, videos Hopefully. look like it's cool from previous event, previous years that Spartan's been there. What about you, Jacob? Are you going to be out there? I don't know. Um, I don't know next year. Uh, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out kind of after the 75 hard thing, I'm really trying to put, uh, I'm trying to figure out what I want to do. I think this opened like mm -hmm. my mind to a lot of stuff and kind of where I am in the sport. Um, I had a mm -hmm. great year this year helping a lot of locals and that mm -hmm. was a lot of fun. Yep. And I'm trying to decide like, now that I'm a dad, I am not going to be able to make it to like OCRWC, make it to Tahoe, make it to Lotlin, make it to... Yeah. Um, there's just not enough hours in the day, guys. Um, <laughs> there just aren't. Especially having with kids being a full -time. changes things for sure. Yeah, and having a job and having a, yeah. just a weird world. But anyway, I'm trying to decide right now. If I do go to World's Toughest Motor, mm -hmm. I would go all in. And right. And shoot for some really big mileage. Because um, I was feeling pretty good when I was at um, the, the one time I've got to compete at World's Toughest Motor. Mm -hmm. uh, when I bowed out, I was in sixth place. Right, right. And that was fun. That was a lot of fun, and it was very cold. But it, Yes. 
but I think if I if I would if I were to go, I think this would be a great time to go. But I would go big. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, stay how about you? Tuned. Are you gonna go? Um, I I'm gonna be there in one form or another. Um, World's Toughest has been part of my yearly life since 2016 when I did my first one. Um, so yes, I'll be there. Okay. Um, I'm kind of toying with the idea of doing the relay option. Um, I think that kind of speaks to me a little bit more because quite frankly, the event itself is fun and getting the miles is fun. But what's not fun is the months and months of preparation and high mileage and just the time it takes to truly dedicate to the training for it. It's a lot to commit to it if you want to commit to it big. It's a lot. You know, if you're going to do it right and you're going to, you know, yes, anyone can go out there, run a lap or two, sleep in their tent all night, wake up and do another lap or two and call it a day. But if you really want to be out there for 50 miles and re I mean, 50 miles, goodness, for 24 hours um, or at least 50 miles or whatever you want to be, you know, to be pushing nonstop, you really just need to put that training in. And it's it's a lot. It's a lot of hours. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a ton of hours. It's a huge commitment. And that's like that's why, like, if I do it, I'm going to go big and commit. But if not, I'm probably I, I don't know. I don't know yet. I'm just saying stuff. (laughs) Well, we'll see. We've got almost exactly a year. The event is going to be the same. Um, I'm not looking at a calendar, but that that 14th, 15th, whatever that November Mm -hmm. 2nd weekend is. um, That's when it's going to be in 2021. So it sounds like we've got a lot of good stuff coming now for we've got some ideas and nobody's really talked about it of championship seasons next year. So we've got Lotland for for Tough Mudder. Um, They're talking about. UAE again for Spartan. Right. Back to Abu Dhabi for Spartan. Um, the Trifecta World Championship, I'm sure, is going to be in Greece. Yeah. We've got um, Vermont for OCR World it, Championships. Yep. And we do not have an Ultra Championship set yet. Correct. That's usually one of the last things they announce. So yeah. I, I we'll can see foresee what it going back there. to Vermont as well. Yeah. Uh, because I mean, they didn't it wouldn't get to be surprising, especially if they're going to be pouring in the funds and the resources into making Abu Dhabi happen it would only make sense to have the ultra stateside. Agreed. Agreed. I think it would be wise to have the ultra stateside and don't get me wrong. I would love to go do like now I'm kind of tempted to go do 24 hours of Vermont. Like that would sounds kind of freaking crazy. Okay. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know. Who, who knows what this year is going to bring us. Right. Who knew 2020 was going to happen? No kidding. And God only knows where things are going to be like in, in a year from now. So exactly. I'm blaming. Okay, so oh, okay. Another thing that happened this past week out <laughs> in the world, um, Mud Ninja. Yeah. Guys. Another guys, casualty to 2020. Play the fanfare. I'm hurting, Leah. I'm hurting. It was a great race. Um, it was a phenomenal race. Yeah, one of the the original. The OG stronghold local races they've been around from the beginning um and developed quite a following to prove that we are all just a bunch of swag horse um gave out bad ass samurai swords um for placing and 
people, you know, they were known for it. People would come and some fast throw down times for a quote unquote little local OCR. Um, but as with a lot of other brands that we've seen, 2020, you know, they canceled their race. It hit them hard and they've announced that they will not be returning. Jacob, I think you hit mute, maybe. Did I lose you? Sorry about that. There you go. (laughs) Sorry about that, yeah. The hard thing is, like, you would see locals like Amy Padgett or, like, Jeff Shady come out there. And, like, we were Mm -hmm. quick. We would throw down at this thing. Fast times competing for swords. And they weren't, like, chintzy little, like, knockoff plastic swords. They were legit swords. And, sadly, that's, that's it. The last of them have been handed out. It's just so, so heartbreaking. Yeah. So sad times for them. And, you know, it just emphasizes what we've been talking about so much this year. Support the locals, race local, um, you know, and keep what's still out there alive. And I think so. I was talking to a few different friends about this guy, this thing and what because. OK, so mm-hmm. Mud Ninja was a family owned race. Yep. Family owned, family homegrown. Yep. Um, you know, they owned the land. They owned this little motocross area. Um, why Why are we seeing guys in the Chicago area be able to put on an event like that? And why are they folding up shop for something out like Mud Ninja, where we saw, you know, back in 2015, we would see 3,000 people come out there that weekend. Well, Mud Ninja particularly was a great race, but it also was not terribly convenient to get to. No, it was Um, in the middle of nowhere. It was in the middle of nowhere, Ohio. So, you know, races that require you to fly in and then drive far. Suck. They're not so fun. So, and there's only so many people that are within reasonable driving distance to middle of nowhere, Ohio. So I think personally... That was likely the biggest contributing factor to their numbers dwindling. Um, they also, for the past couple of years, have picked crappy weekends um, because I know from personal speaking, you know, for the past several years, it's been one of those, oh, I want to go back to Mud Ninja. Oh, wait, I can't. I've got this race, that race, the other race, you know, so it was always kind of on a popular weekend. So just had a couple things working against them and. You know, when you have homemade obstacles that are kind of put together in your garage that a lot of them, a lot of them were, you know, they only have so long of a life. And I think that, you know, you see some of these races that have been around for four and five years where, you know, the wood's starting to split and things are getting older and you need to put more money into it. So I think that was probably a contributing factor. Is it worthwhile to continue to keep this guy going? Right. And I hear you because it's, you get to the profit point there and it's like, okay, was, is this worthwhile to to put this back together? Is this worth, or should we just burn it to hell and call it a day? Um, Right. It's, it's such a weird, weird time for the sport right now. Cause I think we've went through the boom of like 2015. You know what I mean? Like yeah, we, we went through the flash. boom, and we saw a lot of things fold after that. And then, you know, we had another wave that people were ho- holding on to, and now we're seeing another wave of closings. So 
I think one of the beautiful things that we're going to see from this is the ones that kind of come together and create this cult following, like, Mm -hmm. like the Highlanders and your Abominables and Mm -hmm. your, like them coming together as a community and then Mm -hmm. being part of something bigger, like the, the addition of being able to be part of OCRWC, right? How important that is to be to do your thing, to do it right, and then be part of something bigger and still be cash positive. Well, I mean, that's that's it, and that's when our Chicago people have seen their biggest success was when they finally started, you know, collaborating together, together yeah. picking dates that made sense for everybody, mm-hmm. and then each race has something special to them. And I think that you know those races are the ones that we're seeing survive because, you know, the, the little one-off Island races where it's just them and them alone. Those are the ones that we've had to say goodbye to. Absolutely. I agree a thousand percent on that. Uh, It's just, I think we're about to look at OCR in a very different light here next year. Well, there's definitely going to be some evolution, so we'll see how that goes, but you know, can't emphasize it enough to support the locals Absolutely. And just really, you know, keep them alive. Yeah. I mean, it's it's totally worthwhile to do that. It's 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 so important. And that gets back to that community. It's absolutely. And the other thing is, like, volunteers. If you guys have the chance, like, volunteer. Help them out. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's, I know. It's always it, so important. And especially for those racers that are racing competitively. Um, you know, how many times have we been part of races where you do the race and then afterwards it's, God, this was done wrong and that wasn't enforced and this was, you know, and so many times it has to do with just manpower and volunteers. So, well, you know, find a race and help out. You know, I, I will say this again, though. It's like volunteering. We need volunteers. We always mm-hmm. need volunteers. You can never have enough volunteers. Like, I know, I remember back at Spartan a year and a half ago when we started mm-hmm. seeing kind of like the the flux of volunteers go away mm-hmm. and people just would like, they're like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not going right. to volunteer. Or they would like abandon their post. Right. And we saw some of that this past week, uh, two weekends ago at frontline. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we had, I think they had 15 or 17 volunteers total that day. And that is, uh, that is that it's, we are skeleton crew. Yeah. Yeah. So if so you're at a race crew. and you're racing early, stay later and volunteer. And if yeah, you're racing later, come early and help out in the morning. Uh, it's just yeah. so important for that community. And that's, I guess that's what I've seen this past year and not really racing and helping out at these races. Right. For sure. Um, and I, I say I've not been racing. I've done a few races here. And yeah, there. Yeah. I've jumped in a few, but um, oh, especially like when doing it like in reverse for um, dark ages. Like right. I was able to jump in there and that feels a lot easier. Yeah. That but, was a fun thing doing the elite second. Yeah, but. It's a good time. So, yeah. So it's all about community and let's move on to our final part of our cast and talk about our community kudos. No, I got something else. Oh, okay. What else you got? Leah, it's what? end of season deals. Oh, okay. It's end of season deals, <laughs> Leah. <laughs> Shopping time. Shopping time, Leah. It's it is the season almost. Almost. Well, yeah. People are, do you have your Christmas tree up yet? No. (laughs) Because everybody's doing it early this year. Everybody's doing it early. And I even mentioned that yesterday when I was driving around leaving my neighborhood, the amount of people that have their Christmas trees and their big bay windows already lit up. I'm like, man, why don't you just make me feel like such a slack ass already? So with everybody going on right now, there are some really good deals out there right now. All right. What's Um, going on now in the OCR world for deals? 
Well, okay. So first of all, if you're aware, Tough Mudder's got everything on their clearance or on their site, seventy-five percent off. Okay. Period. So if you're looking for some cool shirts or some old Tough Mudder swag, now's the time, guys, because it's all there going away. Go. They're going through new stuff. I I bought a bunch of stuff in patches and socks, some ridiculous looking socks. Love them. Um, okay. But then the big one this week is the Veterans Day sale over at Spartan Race. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did see someone post about that. I didn't so, check it out yet. They've got a lot of stuff on there. Leah, everything in clearance is an ad- you can add Vets Day 60 for an additional 60% off. Okay, okay. Now, I was getting sassy this morning. <laughs> oh, how full uh, is that shopping cart? Well, I almost bought two 50-pound kettlebells, Leah, from them. How much are their kettlebells? Dollar a pound. Seriously? Uh, yeah, that's where I, was, I was excited for a second, right? I'm like, if I could get 100 pounds of kettlebell for 100 bucks to my door... Yeah, well, but how dance, much shipping? Kids. Exactly. They wanted $100 for shipping. I'm like, get out of here. Done. I'm done. Next. Nope. Do you want to sh- do you want to check out? Nope. Nope. You lost me at the shipping. Like, would I pay $50 and put up with like the goofy Spartan helmet kettlebell? Sure, why not? I'd rather sure. have some Rams or something. But like, I'm not paying the same um, amount in shipping. Nope. I'm like, done. We're done here. <laughs> you silly Joe. We're done. <laughs> well, if you're looking to buy stuff then that does not weigh 50 pounds, then check out Spartan. And what's so, that code again? Uh, it's Vets Day 60 right now, and everything's okay. pretty freaking cheap. Um, so if I can give any advice, one of my favorite things that I've bought this year, Leah, and mm-hmm. this, is, this is stupid, but they have the um, – there's these black tech tees that they have for the guys – Okay. They're like on sale right now for like eleven dollars. Okay. They're, a compression like or loose? No, no, it's just a just a loose fit and tech tee. It's really nice. It's just got the Spartan emblem. They come in red, blue, and red, red, blue, and uh, black. Okay. I bought a black one. I'm tempted to buy another one because they're really freaking nice. They're lightweight. They breathe really well. Um, okay. So that's that's my pro tip of the week. If there's a ridiculous item to buy that you guys are looking for, that's a really nice shirt. Um, I, I kind of want another one, but I don't want it in blue or red. I want like a white or a. Um, well, you can't just know, have what you want, Jacob. I want it. I want <laughs> it. Also, a heads up for everybody. I know you're an ultra fan, Leah. Yes. You also have yes. a bunch of ultra shoes on there I for did the additional sixty percent off. That's that's what I had seen. A pair of um, MT Kings for like less than sixty dollars. Yep. Yeah, is for like fifty-one dollars for the King MT twos yeah. is insane. It's incredible price. So if you're um, an ultra so, fan. Check them out as if well. If you're looking for some kicks, that is a great way to get some kicks. All right. What are you making? Um, I was putting my frying pan in the sink. Sorry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, that's a great deal. Um, just a few good deals. And we're probably going to have like some Black Friday deals here coming up here in the next few weeks. Yep. too. Yeah. We'll do um, another gear episode probably coming up with some of our recommendations. Absolutely. But. Now, Leah, now we can community, go community kudos. kudos. We can do because right. this is kind of be, we've got a cult following now for the kudos. I know we we got called out the one week we forgot them, so now we will make sure that we don't forget our community kudos. You said you had someone already. Why don't you go first? Elise Vaughn, come on down. <laughs> what did Elise do that wins your kudos? Elise made it seventy five miles at Toughest Virtual mm-hmm. this weekend. She, so she's a buddy of mine. She, you know, Elise. I do not. Lisa's a good gal. Lizzie Weezy girl. Um, she's a she's a buddy of mine and our friend Travis and um, Jennifer Johnston and um, Johnson and um, Jessica Johnson. Sorry, why did I say Jennifer Johnson? I'm not your name dropping. My goodness. I, and Heather. <laughs> so uh, 
Jessica Johnson, though, um, she's I know so many people with the last name Johnson or Johnston. It's it's insane. It's freaking right, crazy. But anyway, community kudos. So she made it 75 miles this weekend. And I've seen her in the past year. Like she did the the virtual uh, tougher mutter made it 50. Mm-hmm. OK. And I'm like, good for you, girl. Right. Mileage doing some cool shit. Um, you know, when we were at Minneapolis a few years ago before I got viral meningitis, she was mm-hmm. um, pushing some mileage there, having a good time. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden to see her like a year later hit mm-hmm. 75. It's a big Man, deal. That's awesome. That's a, a massive really good improvement. Thing. Yep. That's great. I'm real proud of you, girl. Um, that's, kudos that's, to you. Who are you giving out to this week? I'm going to give my kudos to someone we've had here on the podcast before, um, local Atlanta girl, Rachel Waters. Okay. Rachel, um, as, a, as an athlete, has thrown down this past year. Um, the, the improvements and the success that she's having is just awesome. And she's a true testament to just doing the hard work the right way. Um, get out but there. Mm-hmm. But as far as this week and her kudos goes, um, going back to the death that was the commando challenge from this past weekend, mm-hmm. um, Rachel had nothing but smiles and heart. And when we were all dying, she was there. Um, at one point, I thought I was going to die. And she gave me a Jolly Rancher on the course. And let me tell you, Jolly <laughs> Rancher was like shot of adrenaline the sugar it was perfect i will always have one with me now um so that was awesome and then what at the flavor end, was that jolly rancher um it was watermelon my favorite it was wonderful and then at the end she was part of the um first place co-ed team second place overall and after finishing when everybody else was dying on the ground, Rachel came back and the race itself ended with a one mile, literally one mile yoke carry, which okay. was miserable, um, right there to the finish line. And so Rachel came back out to help and find people and, and, and cheer them on and encourage them and, you know, just totally embodied, you know, all the good of the sport. So that is super kudos to her. That's a nice thing. Mm-hmm. We like that. We like Absolutely. that getting back out there when you're done. That's a nice thing. Yep. Ah, oh, goodness. Goodness, so, yeah. goodness, goodness. Kudos what you got coming up this weekend? Ladies. Um, this weekend, I have got race number six in the local trail series that I'm participating in. Okay. Um, as well as the showcase for my daughter's cheer competition team. So mom hat on. About you. Awesome sauce. Uh, I'm trying to get down to my hometown of Vincennes, Indiana, to see my grandfather because yesterday was his 90th birthday. Goodness. Um, so, yeah, he's... Happy uh, birthday, he is, Grandpa. Yeah, Grandpa Bo's 90. Um, and then trying to figure out if the next weekend I'm going to run a local 5K for mm-hmm. the Boy Scouts of America. Okay. Or if I'm going to go do the hilly half here in in my hometown, uh, BCSP, Brown County State Park. Okay. Um. It's it's hilarious because like the first miles all uphill when you run the ridge line, mm. and then the last miles all downhill, and you, oh, that's a you nice drink a beer right it. before, yeah, you drink a beer right before the final mile. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So wild stuff, but anyway, I guess that's all we've got here this week. Yeah. Um, you know, thanks to everybody that listened to us. Drops a like. Um, you know, uh, get leave us a review on on podcast. We greatly appreciate it, guys. Um, until next week. I'm Jake Until, next, 
Yep, I'm Leah Hensley, and we will catch you out there. See you guys. This has been the Bro CR Supercast, powered by Bro CR Media. We always love reviews. Oh, and shout outs too. Wanna be on the review? Drop us a line. We know there are other obstacle course racing podcasts out there, but you choose to laugh with us for a while. So thanks. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. And thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.